Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 5 of the Bend with Brie podcast. I'm so happy you guys are here for another episode. Today we're going to be talking about a topic I'm super excited about and I think will help a lot of people and isn't touched on enough in the yoga community, which is flexibility for total beginners. And that doesn't mean, oh, I can't touch my toes, but I stretch after the gym. I'm talking people who have no experience with stretching, no experience with flexibility. Maybe you've had medical issues or it's just not something that's been a part of your life up until this point. I wanted to touch on that in this podcast. Where do you start? What do you do? How do you do these stretches? What do you need? All of that. So if this isn't for you, if you've been doing stretching a while, this podcast will probably either be review, good information to relay to people, to share, or it may not be for you. So just wanted to give you that heads up before I get started. Um, Before I jump into the topic of the day, if you guys wouldn't mind hitting that subscribe button, giving me a rating if you're enjoying the podcast. It means a lot. I love seeing people interact with the show. So on to the topic of the day, flexibility for beginners. The first thing I want to say before I jump into all the how-tos is it's a lot more obtainable than you think. I think sometimes when you see people on Instagram, you're seeing the extremes of flexibility, which is, you know, it's fun when you spent years working on something. It's fun to show what you can do. But the downside of that is, you know, you think it's impossible to do the things that you want to do. Like a common stretch is front splits. You know, people think I could never do the splits. It's actually pretty obtainable for most people with consistency. Um, But that said, you want to have realistic time expectations. Don't think that you stretch for a week or two every day and then, you know, you're going to be dropping down into the splits. That's not really how it works. But it is obtainable in a reasonable amount of time. So I just wanted to start there before we jump into anything. So on to the things you're going to need on your flexibility journey. There's going to be a few things I'm going to say I'd really, really, really recommend you get. And then a few that are optional, pretty affordable though, if that's something you want to pick up. So the first thing that I would say you need is yoga blocks. At least two um, if you're just starting out. Maybe even three. They're pretty affordable on Amazon. Um, That's where I've gotten mine. I have like four now. But yeah, I would pick up yoga blocks for sure. Um, And the second thing is a yoga strap. Those are the two things that I would really recommend you get. There's usually a lot of kits on Amazon too. If you just want to lump it all in together, you can get that. But I would recommend having a strap as well. It'll do things for you like um, it's good for mobility exercises. We'll go over one today. It's also good for making poses more obtainable. So like um, if you're reaching for your toes, you can wrap wrap a strap around your feet and that will help you get there um, without just having gravity pulling on you. So I'd recommend having a strap. So on to the more optional props, even though I'd recommend them still, um, is a foam roller. When you're on your flexibility journey, you're going to be very sore. I think there's this reputation that flexibility won't make you sore, but like lifting weights will. And I guarantee you some of my more difficult flexibility, you know, endeavors have left me more sore than the gym has. So you'll definitely be sore. Um, The second thing is a yoga wheel. This is really good for opening the back and shoulders. It feels really good. Maybe not so good at the beginning, but it will really help you open up, um, especially if you sit at a desk all day. I really, really recommend having this. Last thing is comfy clothes. I've mentioned this before if you've listened to my other podcast episodes, but I'm really passionate about it to some degree. I think it's really important to have clothes you feel confident in. I love, 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 love all the cute workout outfits right now, but sometimes when you're doing really bendy poses and you're going to be bending over a lot reaching for things putting yourself out of your comfort zone those don't always for everybody lend to feeling the most confident in your body so if that is you if like a really cute you know trendy workout outfit puts you in the zone 
that's what you should have. But if sweatpants and a t-shirt is what does it for you when you're starting out and feeling vulnerable, that's what you should wear. So focus on you. Focus on something that's make you feel really good in your body when you're doing this because there will be things that make you feel vulnerable and out of your element. You know, it's always hard to do something you feel like you're not good at. Add to that things like heart openers and hip openers, which we tend to store a lot of tension and emotion. It can be difficult. So wear something that makes you feel good. So on to a quick, quick, quick summary of benefits of flexibility. I don't want to touch on it too much because if you're here, I think you know a lot of the benefits. Um, And for each person, it's about finding their individual why. But I would be remiss not to touch on them. So the first, and honestly my favorite and the one I'm most passionate about, is just it gives me the full use of my body. You know, I can do anything I want really within reason versus, you know, if I hadn't started my flexibility journey, things like mobility, touching my toes would be a concern as I got older. So it gives you full use of your body and it helps prevent some of the difficulties that come with aging. The second thing is improved recovery you will be tight as hell if you lift weights and you're not stretching. So definitely improved recovery, which I'm sure a lot of you people who are in the gym do know that. Um, Next is it can improve your aerobic fitness and your muscular strength and endurance. Um, Being flexible has a lot of benefits in this area. So if gym and performance is something you care about, flexibility can help with that. And the second, um, not the second, but the last one here that I'm going to go over is It just makes you appear more graceful. If you're someone who's into yoga or dance, being more flexible allows you to appear with more grace when you're moving throughout poses or dances or postures. Um, It's something I've noticed. The more flexible and the more I've increased my mobility, the more graceful I appear on the mat or in the dance studio. Um, So that's something you may not have thought of. That is a great benefit of flexibility. So on to my top three tips before we dive into the poses. The first you've heard a lot, but I can't be emphasized enough, is consistency. It's the number one. And what I want to say about consistency is it's not about being on your mat every single day for an hour. I think we all have this attitude of like, I'm going to dive in. I'm going to do 45 minutes of stretching a day every day, like grind it out. That's really not the best approach because I'm sure you have other things you love to do. Flexibility may not be your only thing you want to improve this year. So honestly, 10, 20, 30 minutes on the mat is perfect. 10 to 30 minutes on the mat, unless you're feeling it and you want to go longer, is perfect. Do something you can stick with every single day and that will get you so much farther. I would say for years of my flexibility journey, I was on the mat 10 minutes a day. Um, I really liked Tara Styles and um, Addison Brianna and I would do some of theirs 10, 20 minutes and that was it. And I go through phases even today. Sometimes I'm on my mat for an hour or two. And then sometimes I'm like, uh, I'm lifting a lot. And I kind of just get on my mat for 10 minutes, stretch it out and go. So you're going to range and you don't need to be on your mat as long as you think. But you do need to be on it every day. Um, some tips I would say for that is do a set time. So uh, for me, it was after work. But then I started going to the gym after work. So I moved it to my lunch break. Um, so now I just know that, you know, I eat lunch just while I'm working and I do yoga during lunch break and it builds the habit. Habits and discipline over motivation every single time. Motivation will fail you. I'm not always motivated. I don't always want to do things. But once I've built it into my routine, it's really hard to just 
not do it at that point. You know, I'm used to doing yoga on my lunch break. To not do it would feel very weird even if I don't want to be there. So make it part of your routine. Find a time you can carve out to do it, especially if you've got kids and a husband or a job or you work from home and it's harder to carve out that time for yourself. Figure out when you can carve out 10, 15 minutes to just get on your mat. It will make the rest of your life better and it's worth carving out that time. You're worth it. The second is breathe. So learn how to utilize your breath. So I would say, you know, to start, just go outside, breathe in for four counts, hold for four counts, exhale for four counts, hold for four counts. So we'll do it once here as a little test. So I'm going to count you in. So we're going to inhale, one, two, three, four, hold, one, two, three, four, exhale, one, two, three, four, and hold. One, two, three, four. Great job. So do that exercise every day, just a couple times, and I can go more into breathing in another episode. That would be really enjoyable. I, I you know, I've, the breathing has helped me not just with stretching, but anxiety and different things. So I can definitely dive more into that. But for now, start there. Start with the basics. If four is difficult, maybe go to three and then work your way back up. But the reason I touch on breathing with flexibility is because breath is how you get deeper in poses. I never, ever push myself, like just grunt work pushing into stretches. I never, ever do that. The way you do it is if you're, let's say, reaching for your toes. Inhale where you're at, and then as you let out that exhale, just let your body melt. Think melting instead of pushing when you're going into stretches. You want to push yourself so you're slightly uncomfortable because that's how we grow, but you don't want to be in pain and you don't want to be, you don't want to feel like you can't breathe. That's never the goal. So think inhale and melt on the exhale. That's how I want you to think of going into your postures. And I promise you that will yield you far better, quicker, more comfortable results. And the last thing I want to touch on is active versus passive stretching. I'm going to dive further into this topic next week because I mention it so much and I want you guys to fully understand what this means. But essentially active stretching is going to be poses where there's movement, where you're using your muscles to get deeper into the stretch versus just passive is just holding a stretch, like just touching your toes. That's a passive stretch. So I want you to focus on doing 60% active stretches where you've got movement within the posture and you're using your muscular engagement and 40% passive. So you want to be all one way or the other, but you want to be using your muscles and using movement more than you want to just be statically holding postures. When I started getting more into active stretching, that's what was a game changer for me. I always veered on the flexible side just because I did do gymnastics and I've been doing yoga for 12 years. So I think it was muscle memory a little bit for me, but I always had a stuck point. You know, I could do my front splits, but they never looked fully flat even though it was technically there um, and I never had my middle splits middle splits always seemed so ridiculously unattainable to me I never understood how people's hips could do that um, and when I started doing more active style stretching that I, I found that I could do middle splits it's still difficult but way more obtainable now that I do more active stretching so on to stretches what I'm going to do for this episode is because you guys are just starting out, I just want to go down the body and go over different stretches you can do for each body part, and then I'll go into how, how to implement that. So we're going to do a mix of active stretching, passive stretching, mobility. Um, so you're going to notice a mix of things when I'm going over each body part here, okay? So we're going to start right at the top with your neck. So exercises you can do to stretch out the neck are neck rolls. Um, I like to go to the left, 
roll it forward down the center and then over to the right. When you're on each side, hold for a second. Don't rush through it. Think that you're feeling every single muscle as you're rolling your neck before moving it further. Um, that's how I want you to think of it. The next is uh, holds. So you tilt your neck to one side, bring the arm up by the ear, and just hold it there. There's two variations of that. You can first just hold it where your ear is reaching towards your shoulder, or you can tilt your neck forward a bit so you're looking down at your breast or chest area and then use your hand to pull gently in that, um, that direction. So that's some great stretches for the neck. That's really good if you wake up tight too. Sometimes like I sleep weird and my neck hurts and so I'll wake up and do those in the morning. Next is your shoulders. Um, this is where the strap's going to come in really handy. My absolute favorite exercise for the shoulders is to hold your strap in front of you really, really wide. And then you're going to circle your arms around in a big circle all the way back. So if you find you reach a stuck point, just make your arms uh, spread your hands out further so they're wider on that strap. And that way they come all the way behind you. And you're just going to make circles backwards and forwards like that. That's a great, great mobility exercise, especially if you work out. Next is hands on the wall. So you're going to put your hands on the wall in front of you. You're going to make a big L shape with your body. And then you're going to let your chest and ribs fall open like an arch. And then pull them in so your back is flat, feeling that deep opening in your shoulders. So you're going to go in and out of that stretch. And the last is simple shoulder rolls, right? You can sit down crisscross, however you want to sit that's comfortable, and just roll your shoulders backwards, roll them forwards. Next is going to be chest and back. Um, absolute favorite stretch for back is cat and cow so you're going to get on all fours you can also do it with your feet in front of you um, you can do many variations of this you can do this across legged as well but you're going to arch your back forward and then round arch it forward so your chest is going towards the wall in front of you and then round your back like someone has like a little hook attached to you and you're just rounding your back out so the middle of your back is going towards the back wall so you can do that. You can also make circles with your spine in both directions in cat-cow. So move your rib cage to the left, forward, right, back. And it doesn't need to be super graceful at first. You'll build up to that. Um, if you do circles, make sure you're doing them in both directions too. That's very key. Anything you do on one side, always do on the other, even if it feels really strange. Next would be um, an exercise for the chest. So what I want you to do is lay down on your belly. You're going to cactus your arms out to each side of you. Um, and to stretch the chest, you're just going to, let's say you're going to go onto the um, left side, you're just going to press into the opposite hand and roll over so you're opening that chest. And you're going to drop that toe, the opposite toe, behind you. Or to stretch the back, um, and obliques too actually, you can lie down on your back, bring your knees into your chest, drop them to one side, spread your arms out, and look in the opposite direction. So those are some stretches for your back, your chest, and even your obliques a little bit we're hitting on here. The next is we're going to go into our legs and hips. Um, huge muscles. A lot of the goals people have revolve around leg flexibility and hip flexibility. Um, so we're going to start with our quads. Great quad stretches are going to be first, um, the one you've kind of seen in old school stretching videos, just that standing quad stretch. So you're going to stand up, reach for your foot. I want you to think of keeping your hips straight and keeping that stretch in the quad when you're doing this. Um, if balance is a struggle, you can hold onto a wall um, or a chair. Next would be a low lunge quad stretch. So drop down into a low lunge, meaning your uh, knee is in line with your foot, your back knee is down, and you're lunging forward. And what you'll do is you'll reach back for that foot and you'll pull it in gently. 
Um, if you have trouble reaching the foot, you can always wrap a strap around your foot and then bring it in that way. Last one is you're going to bring a mat up to the wall. You're going to put your knee near the wall um, all the way if you're feeling super flexible in the quads, but you can move it back a little bit if it, they're still very tight. And then what you're going to do is gently stand up on that knee um, so your opposite foot's in front of you, and that's going to go deep, deep into the quad. So that's a deep quad opener, so I'd definitely be warm before you do that one. Next is your hamstrings. Um, for hamstrings, you have your basic forward folds, forward fold touching your toes, or you can be seated, your legs in front of you. If you're doing that forward fold, I really want you to think belly first, then chest, then head. A lot of people have a tendency to round forward, and it's much better to not go very far and do it properly than it is to build bad form and get hurt. So please think belly, chest, head versus diving head first into those forward folds. Next is my favorite hamstring stretch. I do this literally every single day. Even if I can't stretch, I get on my mat and I do this, is a half split. So from that low lunge that we just talked about, you're just going to press your hips back. So that forward leg is in front of you perfectly straight. You're going to flex your foot. And then you can stay upright, or if you're feeling more flexible, you can fold forward. Again, thinking belly first, chest, and then your head. Next, we're going to go on to your hips. Hips are super underrated for a lot of postures, like splits, front splits we were just talking about in the beginning of the podcast. A lot of hip flexibility. People think it's mostly hamstring. It's mostly hips. Um, and women especially carry a lot of tension in their hips. So some great um, hip, ep- hip exercises are first from all fours, making hip circles. So bring your knee in and then make large circles with that leg, both directions. Again, make sure you're hitting both directions. Next is the lunges that we talked about. So low lunge, pressing gently your hips towards the earth. You can also do a runner's lunge where you raise that back knee and then gently press your hips towards the earth. And then last one is a pigeon pose. So pigeon is basically we're going to have your knee bent in front of you. And then you're going to have your back leg extended backwards and you can keep your knee in towards your, I mean, your foot in towards your hip or you can keep it out so it's parallel. So your shin is parallel with the mat. That's the more advanced version if you're feeling really comfortable there. And then you basically either sit upright and think, just keep thinking hip straight. You want both hip bones facing the front of the mat. And then if you're comfortable there, that's when you can start to fold forward. Again, thinking belly first, chest, head, not rounding forward. So that's hips. Last thing we'll touch on is calves, feet, and toes. Um, so calves, forward fold, especially seated, is going to be great for the calves as long as you flex your feet. If you can't reach your toes, I'd wrap a strap around your feet and then just pull that way. You're going to feel that deep into your calves. You can also press your, you know, the, uh, your toes up against the wall, press gently and open the calves that way. And then for your feet and toes, point and flex the feet. You can put um, your legs in front of you or in a straddle and just point, flex, point, flex, and then you can make some large circles going in both directions, especially if your heels a lot. This will feel really good. Um, If you're walking a ton, that will feel really, really nice. So yeah, don't neglect your feet. They're important too. Also, when we're going back to grace and transition and flowy things that I like to talk about, if your feet have a nice point, it really does make your postures look a lot cleaner, especially if you dance. So those are some exercises I recommend for the calves and feet. Now, how do you put this all together? This is my recommendation when you're starting out. A few ways. One, you can always look up beginner flows on YouTube. Um, I do have those coming soon, so just stay tuned for that. I will let you guys know when I post them. 
The next is you can pick two body parts that are feeling tight and just hold these or do the active versions of them that I mentioned, you know, until you reach your 10 minutes. That's a really good way to build into like an intuitive practice as well because you have to check in with yourself and say, hey, what's tight today? What am I craving? You know, have I neglected my hips lately? Have I neglected my neck? What about my feet? Have I been wearing heels all week and they need to be stretched out? That's a great, great way to build flexibility and like I said, get more intuitive with it. That's been a struggle for me in my practice, honestly. I like to follow along and be a little bit mindless. So one of my goals has been to develop my own practice and not so much rely on follow-along videos um, because I can get more in touch with what I need. You know, if I'm following somebody else and their focus is hamstrings that day, maybe my quads are really tight, but I won't focus on that because my follow-along video of the day is focused on hamstrings. So I really highly recommend at least one or two days a week doing just more of an intuitive 10 minutes, set a timer and figure out what your body needs. You can even even listen to this podcast or another podcast with stretches so you remember what stretches to do, but you pick and choose from there which ones suit your body for that day. So I really hope this, guys, helps you. Um, I will have more, like I said, YouTube videos. I know for some people, audio doesn't help. For some people, audio is really nice. You can learn in the car and then implement it when you get home. So I hope this really helps some of you guys. I'd love to see it. Um, Bend with Brie on Instagram and TikTok. If you do any of these stretches, tag me. I'd love to hype you up. I love to see people work on their flexibility and achieve the things they thought they couldn't. I really just want to emphasize, you really are capable of more. I don't care how old you are. You're capable of being flexible. It really is a consistency game, good form, and good breath. That's really what it comes down to. If you're consistent on your mat, you're focusing on good form and not letting your ego get involved, and you're breathing through the poses, you're going to get there. It may not be tomorrow. It may not be when you want it to be there, but you will get there, um, I promise. So thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you have a great week, and I will see you next week with active versus passive stretching. Have a wonderful night.